Ephesians, uh, and, and I'm just going to give you a, a quick rehash. In chapter 1, God, uh, the Apostle Paul teaches us that we are chosen in Christ before the foundations of the world. God chose us before the foundations of the world. He predestinated us to be adopted in the family of God because we are Gentiles. We had no hope without Christ. But when Christ came, he gave hope not only to the Jew, but also to the Gentile that we might become one body in him. Also, he uh, told us that we are accepted in him, in the beloved, in Christ. I'm thankful that despite of our sin and our wickedness and our background and our ethnicity and our race of color and everything else, we can be accepted in Jesus Christ. He's already accepted us. Amen. Amen. In whom we have redemption through the blood, His blood, the forgiveness of sins. We have the forgiveness of sins through Jesus Christ's blood that was shed at Calvary. Amen. I'm thankful that last night two young men found the forgiveness of Christ and the forgiveness of sins by the blood of Jesus Christ. And all it takes is with the heart, man believeth unto righteousness, with the mouth confessions made unto salvation, and they that call upon the name of the Lord, whosoever shall be saved. We've obtained an inheritance. We've been sealed with that Holy Spirit of promise. And we have the earnest of our inheritance, which is the Holy Ghost living inside of us. In chapter 2, we find that uh, we had a depravity of man. There was a depravity between man and God. We had a great gulf betwixt us that no man could come unto God except they come by the way of the cross, except they come through the blood shed on the cross of Calvary and have their sins forgiven, washed away, whiter than snow, cast as far as the east is from the west. And that is how we can be reconciled to God. And that is why he said, But God, who is rich in mercy, for his great love wherewith he loved us, I'm glad He loved us. Amen. Amen. I'm glad He loved us enough to die for us. He loved you to death. Amen. Amen. Verse uh, 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 5 and 6 tells us that we were quickened, that we were made alive. And in verse 6 He says that we, uh, our position where we were away from God, where we were desperate without God, our position now in Christ is sitting in heavenly places. Amen. And the heavenly places is in the Word of God. It is coming to the house of God and feeling what we feel this morning and experiencing the Holy Ghost. That is where we can be in Christ. Amen. That in the ages to come, He might show the exceeding riches of His grace and kindness toward us through Christ Jesus. I'm glad He showed us kindness. Amen. Amen. Because it takes kindness by love to redeem fallen man. Because if He stayed angry at us, if you still had unforgiveness, if you are still harboring unforgiveness towards somebody, it's very hard to love them, amen. That's why you need to let go of all the unforgiveness and all the bitterness in your heart so that you can love your neighbor as yourself. You've got to have kindness. Show kindness to one another. Now, we're in verse number 8. For by grace are you saved through faith, and that not of yourselves, it is the gift of God. Little Bentley last night, he, he came to me and he was talking to Papa Bob. And we were talking 
He told me, he said, I just, I, I've been emotional for the last two years. I, the, God has just been dealing with my heart. He said, I just cry randomly and, and I feel this pressure on me and, and I don't understand it. I don't know how to verbalize it. I don't know what to do with it. And I said, Bentley, have you ever asked Jesus to be your Savior? No, I don't believe I have. And I said, wow, the Holy Spirit is drawing you. See, no man can come into the Father unless the Father which is in heaven draw him by the Holy Spirit of God. That's right. So today is the day of salvation. The day of salvation was yesterday because that was today. But now is a new day. God has given you a new mercy. God's mercies are new every morning. But you are not promised another morning. Amen. Today is the day of salvation. Today, if you are away from God, if you are stuck in your sin, you can be, be born again by grace through faith. Amen. You don't have to do anything. Amen? Amen? Bless God, you don't have to quit drinking. You don't have to quit smoking. You don't have to quit gambling. You don't have to quit this or that. Bless God, if you just come to the Lord Jesus Christ with a broken and contrite spirit, He will save your soul. He will give you the grace to forgive your sins. But He will also give you the faith to believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. Amen. See, without God, without Christ, we have no faith. We don't have faith because we are dead in trespasses and sins. We are dead in our works and our works is in vain. But when we come to God with a broken and contrite heart, bless God, He will give us the faith to believe that He is a rewarder of those that diligently seek Him. And if you will come this morning with a boldness and with a broken and contrite heart, God will reward you the gift of salvation. You don't have to do anything. You don't have to clean up your ways. You don't have to clean up your act. Bless God, if you'll just come and get right with God, He will do the cleaning up for you. Amen. 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 See, a lot of people want to have an emotional experience. They want to come and confess their sins, but they want to get up with their sins and go right back living in sin. And say they got saved. They'll even get baptized. But you know what? Their works have not changed. We got a lot of church people who had an emotional experience so many years ago that they still believe that they were saved. But their works, they deny God. They deny the Word of God. They deny the faith of God. It was an emotional encounter. They got a feel good. They, they got their, their uh, 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 guilt and their shame eased for a moment. But bless God, the Word of God says that you will have pleasure in sin for a season, but after that comes death, comes judgment. This morning, you can be set free. Amen. How? Brother Ben, how? I'm just too bad of a sinner. I lie, I cheat, I don't do right. Uh, you may not be a drunkard, maybe it's a social. Maybe you don't smoke four packs of cigarettes a day. Maybe it's one a week. I ain't saying that smoking is sin, but you are defiling the temple of God. Therefore, it is enmity against God. Therefore, it's probably not too pleasing in the sight of God because you're polluting the temple of God. Anyway, I ain't going to get on all that. You may believe different than I do, and that's okay. But bless God, you ain't got to clean up your act. You ain't got to go uh, to an AA meeting. You ain't got to go to a hospital to... To go through rehab, you ain't got to uh, go through the withdrawals. Bless God, 
If you'll just come and confess your sin to a mighty God, a gracious God, a God who has marvelous grace. If you'll just come and confess your sins and profess the name of God. Peter said in that book of Acts chapter 4 that there is no name given among men whereby men must be saved. There is no name under heaven. No other name. You can't get saved by the name of Ben Brewer. You can't get saved by the name of Bluebell Free Will Baptist. You can't get saved by Bob Smoot. You can't get saved by Sue Morgan or John Tuttle or, or anybody else's name. You must be born again by the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. For by grace are you saved through faith and not of yourselves. It is a gift of God. It is a gift of God. Warren Wiersbe said grace means salvation completely apart from any merit or works on our part. Grace means that God does it all for Jesus' sake. He did. He completed it at the cross. Not for our sake. Not because we had to work our way in. Not because we had to clean up ourselves. Not because we had to get better or, or, or get worse. Bless God. He said come as you are. If you'll believe on me, you'll be born again. Grace means that God does it all for Jesus' sake. Sin worked against us and God worked for us, but the great work of conversion is but the beginning. 1 Corinthians 1, 30-31 says, But of him are ye in Christ Jesus, whom God has made unto us wisdom and righteousness and sanctification and redemption, that according as it is written, he that glorieth, let him glory in the Lord. See, a lot of people think that, that it's your works that get you saved, that, that it's your merit that gets you saved, that, that it, it, it's whatever that you can do that gets you saved. But if you do think that way, that is legalism. And bless God, you are thinking that you ought to glory in yourself. And salvation is nothing that man can glory in himself of. We must glory in the Lord Jesus Christ. Because he done it all. Amen. He took care of it all at the cross. He paid our sin debt at the cross. He bridged the gap between man and God for us. And he done it all for us to bring us back to God that we might have communion and a relationship with God the Father in heaven. Amen. And we didn't deserve it. You couldn't get good enough. You couldn't be rich enough. You couldn't do anything enough to deserve Salvation. Not one of us here deserved to be born again. And not one of us here deserved to go to heaven. But bless God, the grace of God seen fit. That whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord, they shall be saved. They shall be washed in the blood of Jesus Christ. And when he sees me, I am born again, I am set free, and though I may fall, and though I may stumble, when God looks at me, He sees the blood. Amen. Amen. Why? Because it's the blood that sets you free. Amen. 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verses 11, through 20, uh, 11 and 20. says, And such were some of you, but ye are washed, but ye are sanctified, but ye are justified in the name of the Lord Jesus, and by the Spirit. Of our God. For some reason I didn't write down verse 20. I'm going to turn there real quick. 1 Corinthians 6 and verse 20. 
I love this. This is going to bring me to my next point. Verse 20 of chapter 6. It says, For ye are bought with a price. Therefore glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's. Verse number 9. We see that it is not of ourselves. We couldn't get good enough. We couldn't act good. We couldn't play good. We couldn't pretend. It was a gift of God. Second of all, we see in verse number 9, not of works, lest any man should boast. Because if it was done on your part, if you could work your way in, if you could work hard enough, if you could keep the whole law, listen, there was, uh, besides Jesus Christ, I find only one man who crossed every T and dotted every I according to the law. And that was the Apostle Paul. And he persecuted the church. He was still a sinner. He tried to keep the law to perfection. But he still was a sinner in the sight of God. He had to be born again. That's why on the road to Damascus, there was a great light shined from heaven and put scales upon his eyes. And the Lord Jesus said, Saul, Saul, why persecutest thou me? Why kickest thou against the pricks? That's why Saul said, Who art thou, Lord? Who is it? About that time Ananias came up, laid his hand on him, said, Brother Saul, the Lord has sent me here to pray with you that you might receive salvation, that you might be called the preacher to the Gentiles. Saul got converted. Saul was never the same. Amen? He still had shortcomings. He still had sin. Amen? He was still a sinner, but he was saved by the grace of God. It wasn't done on his part. It was none of his works. Because if any man had the works in the flesh that they could boast of, it was Saul of Tarsus. He'd done all these good works and he he done all these things according to the Pharisee religion, but his works could not save him. His works could not get him to heaven. Your works today, you might be a hard worker at work, and, and I'm sorry, and I ain't trying to uh, talk bad about our military, but their service for the United States of America will not welcome them into the gates of heaven. They must be born again by the Washington regeneration, by the blood of Jesus Christ. Amen. Chuck Smith said this, What not of yourselves? Faith. You say, well, I believe God. Look at me, I believe. No, no. That not of yourself. The faith didn't come from you. Even the faith was the gift of God. 620 said, for a year, bought with a price. I want you to know something this morning. That God thinks you are priceless. People look at you and they may ridicule you, uh, ridicule you, and they might look down upon you, and they might stick their nose up in the air at you. But bless God, the God of all heaven loves you. He thinks you are priceless. He thought you were worth dying for. He went to Calvary for your sin that you might be born again and set free by the Spirit of the Holy Ghost. First John two and twelve says, "I write unto you, little children, because your sins are forgiven." You for His namesake. I write unto you, little children, because your sins are forgiven you for His name's 
sake. Not your namesake. Not my namesake. For Jesus Christ's namesake. Lewis Spirit Shaker said, as, uh, as has been stated, salvation is a work of God for man rather than a work of man for God. No aspect of salvation according to the Bible is made to depend even in the slightest degree on human merit or works. Great stress is laid on the value of good works which grow out of a safe life. Did you catch that? Great stress is laid on the value of good works which grow out of a safe life. You know how you can tell somebody's been born again? Because their works will show it. Their whole attitude, their whole perspective of life, their whole worldview will change. But they do not precede salvation or form any part of a basis for it. Your good works cannot come before salvation. Your good works must come after salvation by the working of the Holy Ghost. I'm trying to preach fast. A criminal pleading for mercy before a judge is not in the same position as a criminal believing and rejoicing in the assurance that a full pardon is granted and that he can never be brought again into judgment. Bless God, you've got a full pardon this morning. Jesus Christ, if you're lost and in your sin, bless God, Jesus Christ is standing here today and he has handed out free pardons to anybody that call upon his name. Amen. Amen. A full pardon. A full pardon that's free, that don't cost you a dime, that doesn't ask anything of you except for you to believe on the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. It's so simple that a 10-year-old boy can believe it. So simple that an 8-year-old child, my wife was 8 years old when she got born again. I think Miss Betty said she was a, a, a young girl when she got right with God. Bless God, it's so simple that even a child can understand it and be born again. He'll be plucked from the snares of hell. If you want to continue to live under the law, that is up to you. But know that you do not have to because Romans 6, 7, and 8 and Galatians 4 and 5 teach us that we are no longer under the law, but we are under grace. That does not mean that we should live in the continuance of sin. Romans 6 teaches us that. But bless God, when you get born again, when you are truly regenerated by the washing of the Holy Ghost, you will not want to continue in your sin. When you sin, you will know that something is different because it will, it will convict you. Your sin will condemn you. The Holy Spirit of God will convict you. And the God of heaven, your Father, will chastise you. Amen? Amen. And the Bible says that the Lord chastens those He loves but those who refuse the chastening of the Lord are bastards and not sons. And no, I didn't cuss. Read Hebrews chapter 12. Those who refuse the chastening of the Lord and continue to live in a lifestyle of sin, they are none of His. The Bible is very plain. They are not sons. The sheep know His voice and they will follow. But if you don't hear His voice... If you don't follow him, John chapter 10 says you're none of his. That you're not his sheep. Ephesians chapter uh, 2. Moving on, verse number 10 says, For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus, unto good works which God hath before ordained, that we should walk in them. That's how we know we're saved. Because he will take the, the works that we were doing, and he will cast them as far as east is from the west. And when we get up 
from believing on the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. We will have new works. We will have new desires. We will have a new attitude. We will have a new perspective. We will have a new worldview. We will have a new desire to do that which is right in the eyes of God. We'll want to do good works. Galatians chapter 5 teaches us of the, the works of the flesh and the fruit of the flesh and the things that, that the flesh desires and craves. And, and, and it's all sin. It's all enmity against God. But bless God, Galatians 5 also teaches us that the fruit of the Spirit. Boy, if you take those verses of Scripture, they are daylight from dark. They are so different. Because a sinner, they want to remain in their sin. They want to continue as they were before. But a regenerated person, a born-again child of God, by grace through faith, will not be the same. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17, Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. All things are passed away. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. All. You know, what, what, you know the definition of all? Anybody in here know the definition of all? It means all. Everything. Not part of it, not some of it. All of it. All things are become new. Brother Bob, when you got saved, did you think the same? Did you think the same as before? Why? Because he changes your mind. He changes your heart. And what's in your heart will change your mind. When you have the Holy Spirit of God, it will change the way you think. It will change the way you live. It will change the places you go and the way you dress and the way you talk. It will change what you drink. It will change what you partake in. Amen? If you like going to the horse races and betting on them, bless God, you get born again, it will change that too. You like going to the casinos and gamble, bless God, you get born again by the grace of God, it will change that too. You'll be new in Christ. All things are passed away. Behold, all things have become new. He didn't save us to continue in our sin. He saved us from our sin. He didn't save us to continue as we were. He changed us. He, he created in us a new life that we might live after the blessings of God by the Holy Ghost. The Holy Spirit enables us to keep God's commandments and live according to His good pleasure. John chapter 6 in verse 4 it says, And this is the will of Him that sent me. This is Jesus speaking. That everyone which seeth the Son and believeth on Him may have everlasting life. And I will raise Him up at the last day. John 10 verse 27 through 30 says, My sheep hear My voice, and I know them, and they follow Me. And I give unto them eternal life, and they shall never perish. Neither shall any man pluck them out of My hand. My Father which gave them is greater than all. And no man is able to pluck them out of My Father's hand. I and My Father are one. Philippians 1 6 says, Being common to this very thing, that he which hath begun a good work in you, there it is. It ain't your good works, it's the good work of God. He which has begun a good work in you will perform it until the day of Jesus Christ. Philippians 2 13. For it is God which worketh in you, there it is again, which worketh in you to will and to do of his good pleasure. Galatians 6, 15 says, For in Christ Jesus neither circumcision availeth anything, nor uncircumcision, but a new creature. Don't live by the letter of law. Don't try to live halfway in the middle and live by the law and live by grace. It won't work. 
you're going to fall over somewhere. Neither circumcision availeth anything nor uncircumcision, but a new creature. Bob Holster said this, God's grace is there to forgive our stumblings in the most lewd of the issues, but grace does not stand to validate lewdness as a way of life. God's grace is there to forgive every failing, but it is not intended to presumptively create a wall that feeds the flesh and ignores the character of God. Did you catch that? Am I reading too fast? I told you I'm trying to preach fast. God's grace is there to forgive every failing, but it is not intended to presumptively create a wall that feeds the flesh and ignores the grace or ignores the character of God. That is turning the grace of God into something tragic. The grace of God is here to make us more and more like Jesus Christ. That grace exists to produce a fruitful life, good works, and obedience. We was talking about it in Sunday school that we have to do something. Amen? But it's not us that does it. It's God which worketh in us to will and to do of His good pleasure. And if you're born again, the Holy Spirit of God will work in you and perform a fruitful life, good works, and obedience to the Word of God. Lastly this morning, not, not only do we see for we are saved by grace through faith, not of ourselves, it is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast or be puffed up. We understand that we are His workmanship, that it's not our good works, but it's the good work of God that is working in us to do that which is pleasing, that His before ordained, uh, that we should walk in them. Lastly, this morning, I want to touch on verse 13, and I will close. It's five minutes till 12. You might be out of here by five after. <laughs> verse 13. But now, in Christ Jesus, ye who sometimes were far off are made nigh by the blood of Christ. Can I tell you this? Not only does God see you as priceless, but we are near to God's heart. You are near to God's heart. He cherishes you as a great prized possession. He loves you. He's going to take care of you. He's going to do everything possible to help you make it to heaven. He's going to give you the equipment. He's going to give you the instructions. He's going to give you the Spirit of God to seal you to help you make heaven your home. But you must believe on the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and be born again. It is not of yourself. You cannot believe on a church role. You cannot believe on the pastor. You cannot believe on the church denomination. You must be born again. And if you will confess your sin and be born again by the washing of, uh, of the blood of Christ and believe on the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, He will help you make heaven your home. We're near to God's heart. But now in Christ Jesus, ye who sometimes were far off, I talked to you about that last Sunday, we were a long ways away from God. But now we're made nigh by the blood of Christ. Ain't that good? Yeah. Ain't it good to know that we can be brought nigh to the God, the creator of all heaven and earth? I think it's pretty good myself. John chapter 6, verse 56 through 58 says, He that eateth my flesh and drinketh my blood dwelleth in me, and I in him. As the living Father hath sent me, and I live by the Father, so he that eateth me, even he shall live by me. This is that bread which came down from heaven. Not as your fathers did eat man and are dead. He that eateth of this bread shall live forever. 
Romans 5, 9 through 10 says, Much more than being now justified by his blood, we should be saved from wrath through him. For if when we were enemies, we were reconciled to God by the death of his son, much more being reconciled, we shall be saved by his life. Where sin abounds, grace does much more abound. Ain't you glad for that phrase? Much more. Woo! Amen. Glory. Hallelujah. Much more. That's the grace of God. Titus, verse, uh, Titus chapter 3, verses 4 through 7 says, For we ourselves also were sometimes foolish, disobedient, deceived, serving diverse lusts and pleasures, living in malice and envy, hateful and hating one another. But after that, the kindness and love of God our Savior toward man appeared, not by works of righteousness which we have done, but according to his mercy he saved us by the washing of regeneration and renewing of the Holy Ghost, which he sent on us abundantly through Jesus Christ our Savior, that being justified by his grace, we should be made heirs according to the hope of eternal life. I'm glad we can be born again, ain't you? I'm glad we can have eternal life, amen? I'm glad we can experience everlasting life here on earth. I'm glad I ain't got to wait to die and go to heaven to experience it. I'm glad I can have the freedom of sin right here today. I'm free this morning. I'm happy this morning. Now my happiness changes every day. Happiness is dependent upon your circumstances. But bless God, I have joy in the Lord. And it's joy unspeakable and full of glory. It don't depend on my circumstance. It depends on the Lord Jesus Christ. When we come to salvation, God brings us near through Christ's death and sets us in heavenly position in Christ through His resurrection. We are so near to God's heart that we have died with Christ so we might also live with Christ eternally. John Wesley said this, No outward practices will stand in the place of the new birth, but nothing under heaven will stand in its place. John Wesley, No outward practices will stand in the place of the new birth, but nothing under heaven will stand in its place. This morning, very simple question. I asked the boys last night when I was talking to them. Listen, I, I could tell the Lord was drawing them. They were asking all the right questions. They were saying all, all the things that revealed to me that the Holy Ghost was drawing them. And God used my mouth. I was the mouthpiece. And I thank God for it. I ain't boasting in that. I, I'm nothing. I, can, I don't have that saving power in myself. I don't have the grace of God that can forgive sins. I'm not able to do that. But I'm thankful that God seen fit to divinely appoint a time to allow me to be in the presence of that. You see, my family and I, we were supposed to be driving back yesterday. We were going to leave at 4 p.m. in the evening. And I would have got home about 4 a.m. this morning. But God seen fit for my in-laws to purchase a plane ticket for me to fly back early. And you know why that I had to come back early? Because two men needed to meet Jesus as their Savior. Amen. I didn't have to come back to be here this morning. I had to come back to be there last night. Amen. Because God seemed fit to have a man of God, somebody there to minister the Word of God, to minister the grace of God, to minister the gospel. And it didn't have to be me. But that's just how God orchestrated it. God seemed fit. 
And I'm not boasting in myself. I'm boasting in the glory of God. If it may glory, let him glory in the Lord. Because, friend, you're looking at a filthy sinner saved by the good grace of God. I am nothing. I am not any more deserving than anybody else. God just seemed fit to orchestrate his plan. Guess what? Even my flights flew quicker than they were supposed to. <laughs> Serious. My first flight from Nashville was to St. Louis. It was supposed to be an hour and 15 minute flight. You know what time we made it? 55 minutes. My flight from St. Louis to Tulsa was supposed to be an hour and 10 minutes. You know what we made it? 50 minutes. Why? Because God had a plan. Amen. God knew what he was doing. God guided that plane. God, listen, God allowed that uh, 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 pilot to push the gas a little more, speed it up a little more. God allowed the clear skies to be clear. It's beautiful in the air. Beautiful. And I've rolled in some planes in some great storms and the turbulence jar you up and down. That's scary. I get scary. But I thank God God gave us a peaceful flight. It was just like it was soaring through the air. There weren't hardly any clouds in the sky. The suns were setting. The, the skies turned orange and, and, and the orange and the blue. It was beautiful. Because God had a plan for a 10-year-old boy and a 26-year-old young man to come to Calvary, to come to the cross, to get forgiveness of sins through the precious blood of Jesus Christ. By the grace of God through faith. Not of ourselves, it is a gift of God. And I said, Look here, there's some water. Let's just take care of it tonight. Listen, friend, if you're not there, if you're if you're not at Calvary, if you don't have Jesus Christ living in your heart, if you don't have the salvation of God in your soul, you can today before you leave. Amen. You have all your sin washed away. Amen. And bless God, you can lay down the old man and you can be raised anew in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen. I'll do it right now. We'll go to Haberlake. Lake. I don't care how muddy that water is. I'll get in there with you. I don't care if there's leeches in it. I don't care. If God will save your soul, I'll get in the muddy water with you. Hey, John the Baptist, he's preaching in. John the Baptist preaching in muddy water. He didn't care. He said, repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. He wouldn't sock them under until they repented. And I won't either. So today, I've given you a great gift. Not me. It is the gift of God. But I want us to understand something. That that gift only comes by the love of God. The unmerited favor of God. By grace, through faith, that not of yourselves, it is a gift of God. If you are feeling that, that conviction, if you are feeling the Holy Spirit draw you to repentance, today is the day of salvation. Oh, I got one minute. It's 12.04. Second Corinthians chapter 6, verse 2. For he saith, I have heard thee in a time accepted, and in the day of salvation have I secured thee. Behold, now is the accepted time. Behold, now is the day of salvation. Today, July 5th, 2020, at 12.05 p.m., you can be born again. You can have the grace of God come into your life. 
You can have the Holy Ghost of God change your life, change the course of your destiny, and bless God, you can have everlasting life today. Amen? Amen. I thought it was ironic. It ain't, it ain't nothing ironic with God, but with, with man, you, you know, we like to put irony on things. Last night, right, I was getting ready to leave. And Josh came up to me and started sharing his heart with me. And started to tell me, listen, I, the, the Lord in it, is it, Josh, is it okay if I share what you share with me? I, I don't want to embarrass you, son. But he came to me and he said, you know, Ben, he said, I was able to lay the drugs aside. I, I was able to get clean. And I, I, I'm, I'm sober today because I laid that down. But he said, the, the Holy Spirit of God has been, been hitting me. And he said, I don't understand it. I don't, know how to, uh, I don't know how to explain it. But he said, God spoke to him and said, if you can, he, he said, yeah, you've laid down the drugs, but you've not tried me yet. Is that right? That's basically what he said. Listen, you can lay down the filth in your life, but if you have not tried Jesus Christ, you will still die and bust the gates of hell wide open. You must be born again. You must be born again. Now is the accepted time.